Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfect. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. For the first time in 86 years, the World Series returns to Washington, D.C., and as it was beautiful in the ballpark, not so much on the scoreboard for the hometown team. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Mass and All Access podcast presented by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student-athletes and programs today. Bobby Blanco, Paul Mancano, your podcast host on the Mass and All Access podcast. And Paul, game three, first time back at Nats Park, first of three here now. It was kind of the same script we saw in game one and two, just flipped And for the Astros. The Astros' offense came alive. Their starting pitching was hold, was able to hold on and get out of some jams. And they, I, we keep using the word escape, I guess, in the World Series, but they get out of here with a win. Yeah, I think it, it fits with this one because of the amount of chances and opportunities that the Astros, or that the Nationals had to cash in that yeah. they, they did not. And we those were opportunities that they cashed in in games one and two. Um, All postseason, really. Yeah, and the fa- also the fact that it took everything from the Astros to win this. The fact that it took them uh, took six pitchers, five out of the bullpen, um, which will and we'll get to it later. But yeah. I think that leaves them in a bit of a bind for yeah. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, they they the Nats definitely had some opportunities in this game. I think they they're coming off a seven game win streak in the playoffs, which is ridiculous. They were they were bound for. Is it eight? Or well, it might have been at eight. It, yeah. Game. Well, they won the last two in the NLDS. That's right. Last two in the, in the NLDS. Tied for the longest streak in MLB history. So postseason. an eight game eight game playoff run. Um, they were they were due for a dud. Right. And this team, this Astros team, they're not the Cardinals. They're, no. they're they're a lot better than the Cardinals. They have a lot more experience. They have World Series pedigree. So. Um, they weren't going to roll over and let you get a four-game sleep sweep like you got at the Cardinals. Yeah, we mentioned it on our Wednesday, our post-game two podcast, I should say, that it's not going to be easy. Yes, going yeah. up 2-0 is great, ideally, for the road team, the huge underdogs, but it, it's like you said, it's not going to be the Cardinals. It's not. They're not going to roll over. This team has too much pride, and we saw it tonight. And, you know, the Nats kind of had to grind through this game. I, I don't want to say they – were, it was a terrible game. They had some miscues early on. It seemed like Juan Soto was a little off his game. Happy birthday, by the way. You know, some maybe birthday jitters, who knows. But there's some things didn't go their way, and I, I don't know. It's not they played a terrible game. Like, it's, they only lost by three. Yeah. It was a four-to-one game. So, And pitching was not the issue. No, and Anibal gave them a, a – I mean, he got into the six, and I think that's something that yeah. you can count on. You'll take every single time. You knew he, he wasn't going to give you – I mean, it's going to be impossible to him, for him to repeat his outing in St. Louis. Yeah. And he wasn't going to give you a Strauss or a Scherzer-type outing. So I think the game kind of played out in a way that the Nationals could have pulled it off. Yeah. They just didn't this time. And like I said, for the first time this postseason, it seemed like they kind of fell behind and, and couldn't rally. I, I think for the first time this postseason, I actually expected them to rally. I felt like it was coming, right. and it never did. Yeah, they. I think they're – this team has prided itself as of late, especially on making contact. Yeah. We talked about that after the first two games. The fact that this is not a home run hitting team per se, but it is a uh, manufacturing runs type of team. And Davey Martinez said that yesterday in the press conference when you asked him about um, two out, two strike approaches especially, mm-hmm. is they get the bat on the ball. They don't strike out a whole lot. 13 strikeouts. And yeah. too many from the middle of the lineup in particular. You look at the Nats lineup. Um, and how they did tonight, you got three strikeouts from Soto. That's a, 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 in a hitless game. That's a rarity. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, to strike out off the top from Turner, and then beyond that, two from Zimmerman, two from Suzuki, who besides that home run has had a not a great postseason at all at the plate. Um, too many strikeouts, I think, in this game for you to get a chance. Because I think if they had put just a few more balls in play, they might have been able to eke out um, an extra run or so. Because we saw on both teams, uh, it was kind of a sloppy game defensively from mm. both these teams. Yeah. A lot of balls in the corner that got misplayed. Soto had a misplayed ball. Uh, Robles's triple was partly because of a uh, bad angle taken yeah. by the left fielder. So they could have eked across a run, but... Um, just, to, I, I think they just swung and missed too much. You mentioned the two-out, two-strike approach uh, that David Martinez mentioned yesterday. Runners left in scoring position with two outs. Both teams had seven. The difference, though, the for the Astros, their seven came from three different guys, Springer, Correa, and Bregman. Mm-hmm. Seemingly they come from the same opportunity. The Nationals were spread out over different guys, uh, Cabrera, Eaton, Turner, Soto, Zimmerman. That, to me, shows that the Nationals had more opportunities in those situations and definitely didn't cash in, whereas the Astros had lesser opportunities with more men on base, didn't cash in. So, like, it kind of bit the Nationals in the butt a little harder that they they had more opportunities and still couldn't get it in. And and what did we say about through the first two games is every time you have to disparage a hitter for not getting a hit with runner in scoring position or runner on base, you have to give credit to the pitcher. Correct. And, look, Zach Greinke has – I think we – we almost forget that, uh, you know, because of his last three outings in the playoffs, um, because he has a almost a four-and-a-half ERA in the playoffs in his career, we almost forget that Zach Greinke is a Cy Young caliber pitcher. Yeah. Um, he, by the way, is only 128, it's 129 days apart from Anibal Sanchez. Both oh. these guys are very close in age. They have been here forever. They have been here forever. A lot of similarities between these two teams. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Granke's, he's a, you know, he's an all-star pitcher. He's a, he's a superstar. He's one of the best pitchers of the past decade of this generation. So he's going to get out of those situations. They made him work tonight. They made him throw a lot of pitches, just like the Astros made uh, Anibal Sanchez throw a lot of pitches. And it was just, it was a, it was a long game, a lot of deep counts. Um, but the the Nats just couldn't push across enough runs. Granke also has really good numbers against these Nationals. I believe he yeah. was no hitting them deep into the game back when he was in Arizona. Yeah, he's, when the Nationals went out there, so he 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 knows this lineup pretty well from his time in the National League, and uh, you know I think that played to his advantage as well tonight. You talk about him making them throw a lot of pitches. Yeah, they seem like they grow, grinded out of some good at bats. You know, yeah. Matt Adams had a good pinch hit at bat. Uh, Howie Kendrick obviously single too, but to even me, Soto had some deep at bats. Yes, but my, my, I was getting to my my point was is that, but Juan Soto and Anthony Rendon gave up four outs on one pitches. Right, and three of them by Rendon. And three of them by Rendon. I mean, and that was let's see. Soto's, we never see that from Rendon either, which is shocking. Soto's came with a runner in scoring position. Anthony Rendon had previously doubled in the top of the first, or excuse me, the bottom of the first. Yeah. And then Rendon's first came with two runners in scoring position. Uh, it's the first, third, and second. Uh, it's just, it's just too many. It's you, a guy like Granky and Anibal too. We saw the Astros do it to him as well. You know, yes, he's getting up there in age. His arm isn't as strong as it used to be. He's great at pitching in terms of knowing how to navigate a game and locate his pitches. But he can't go as deep as he once was yeah. when he was a Cy Young winner back all those years ago. And to give him cheap outs, yeah. The last one didn't come against Rinky, but he, they gave him three cheap outs. And to me, like you can't do that in the World Series. Those are four outs out of twenty-seven that you're gifting the Astros, and that's just too easy. And then also, you know, 
Juan Soto, I mean, he misplayed the ball. It was going to be a double anyway, but then he gifted 90 feet to Jose Altuve uh, on that misplay. So it was just too many gifts, it felt like, for the Nationals in this game. Again, I felt like they were never out of this game. It wasn't like game two when the Astros completely just blew yeah. it open. They were always in it. It was just they almost kind of beat themselves at times, and that's why they yeah. can never get back in it. Well, and that's something that a lot of the guys in the clubhouse have said before is we just can't beat ourselves. Yeah. I mean, that's that's – that's what they did for the first month and a half of the season is right. they beat themselves, yeah. and that's how they got uh, down in the standings so much, and then they were able to, to figure out those miscues. It, it was a, a, a game of the little things tonight for a team that has done the little things very well in this series so far. Um, they just could not get them done. Um, how about all those? How about all four of those one-pitch outs from Soto and Rendon came with runners on base? Yeah, that hurts. That's brutal. That hurts, especially – considering how great that middle of the lineup has been with it fit every time like Rhett Turner or Eaton gets on base or even Victor Robles with like no outs it mm. feels like the Nats are in for a beginning yep. because they have such a murderer's row of uh you know Turner off the top then Eaton then Rendon and Soto um you wonder a little bit I mean um I the reasoning to me and it, it worked out to, to start as Drupal Cabrera at second. He had a couple hits in this one. It worked out. Yes, definitely. That was um, a great button pushed yeah. by David Martinez. Um, it's a shame that they didn't come at more timely points in the game. Mm -hmm. But as Drupal Cabrera uh, has historically hit Zach Greinke very well over a lot of at-bats, over not just a handful of at-bats, um, he's got a good sam large sample size with that. It was a good decision to start him. Um, and bring Howie Kendrick in off the bench. Um, but they just could not generate enough offense from the three and the four. Um, yeah. And and really, I mean, nobody had more than two hits tonight. Um, you know, that we talked about in game one how Rendon went hitless, but it didn't matter because Soto picked him up. Nobody in the top, you know, Turner, Eaton, even though he had two hits, they were both singles. Nobody picked up that slack yeah. for Rendon and Soto, and they both had bad games. Yeah, and it felt like all postseason long, someone was picking. Like, and they talked about this too in the clubhouse. Mm. At every turn this postseason, they picked each other up, and yeah. that's what makes this lineup. So, like we talked about after game two, it felt like Jose Altuve is the only one on this Astros team that's hitting right now. No one else is picking him up, whereas at the Nationals, everyone's picking each other up. Like yeah. you just mentioned, Soto, Rendon, and they have come to struggle at times. So, yeah, it's a good point. And, you know, it's just – Let's also, I want to go back to Dave Martinez pushing the right buttons because you mentioned Estrubo Cabrera. You know, he went two for four, the single, a double. He would have had two doubles, but Josh Reddick made a good play off the wall. He just missed a home run, but, yeah. and that's why he was out there in right field instead of Alvarez um, on the bench with no DH yeah. in the National League Park. Um, and look, I want to talk about the bullpen real quick because, you know, again, four to one, close game. All four runs charged the Annie ball. Again, something you – I mean, four runs isn't great. Yeah. You know, it's not a quality start, but you would take that. You would think your offense could score some runs, especially against in this Astros bullpen. But Fernando Rodney, Joe Ross, and Wander Suero pitching scoreless outings is is one impressive and two, it helps. It's another day off for Doolittle, Hudson, Rainey if needed tomorrow. The Astros are basically doing a bullpen game tomorrow, and they had to throw a bunch of their relievers tonight because Granky didn't get that deep. They only threw out of the guy who's going to start tomorrow there's only two other guys who didn't throw tonight out yeah. of that bullpen so the, for the majority the Nationals bullpen is rested and you hope Patrick Corbin can get deep in the game and the Nationals can take advantage of a take advantage of a rookie 
starting pitcher who's only started a handful of times this season. So that favors the Nationals going, like you said, we weren't we weren't expecting them to sweep, but they can easily go up 3-1. I would expect them maybe go up 3-1 tomorrow. Yeah, I think the Nats, the Nats still definitely have the advantage for game four. I mean, I think coming into the series, we knew that that was the biggest advantage of the four games just because you know, anytime you have a, a, a legit starter, a $100 million starter going up against a bullpen, um, you're going to have the advantage there. So they def- definitely still do have the advantage um, for tomorrow. It does, you know, every I'm sure every Nats fan has just a little bit of doubt or, or dread. Always. Always just in the back of your mind just creeping in. But the reality is they need to win two more. Yep. They have four more opportunities to do so. So they just need to go 500 the rest of the way, um, and they can do it. That being said, you don't want to have to head back to um, to Houston. Yep. You want to try to get this done at home. Um, and Patrick Corbin has a big, big opportunity in front of him tomorrow. We've, we've seen him perform well at times. We've seen him be shaky at times um, in this postseason. But uh, he's got a... a He's got to deliver tomorrow, and the offense has to back him way better than they they did Sanchez. Yeah, and tonight actually was probably the first game in this series that there was a heavy pitching matchup that favored one of the teams. You know, yeah. like Cole versus Scherzer, Verlander versus Strasburg. That's those are kind of toss ups. Yeah. You know, they're they're such great pitchers. Nothing against Anibal Sanchez, but Zach Greinke is yeah, just he's a, a, just a better pitcher. Yeah, you know, he's just a better pitcher at this point in his career. Um, so this one really favorite, and like you said, tomorrow it kind of shifts back toward the Nationals' favor. Patrick Corbett going against a rookie slash a bullpen should yeah. definitely be favored in that matchup. And you would hope that, I mean, the Nationals haven't fallen back into that, you know, old postseason scaries of not hitting trend right. and like not. You know, we talk about how hitting can be contagious, and it can also be contagious. Not hitting can yeah. be contagious. Every time they've like. They've bounced back from every loss. They haven't lost that much. This, yeah. It was only their third loss this postseason. But after the Dodgers, they bounced back after every loss. You would hope that the offense would kind of shake off tonight and come back and, and, and swing for the fences. Yeah. Also, didn't hit a home run tonight for the first time, I feel like, in a while. A couple some balls ball, to the warning track. I was going to say, some balls to the warning track, back in the cold air, not playing the Nationals' yeah. favor. Maybe tomorrow night it, it goes in their favor. Um, and a game of inches, one of those home runs, um, I believe, by uh, who hit it? Chirinos, Robinson Chirinos, yeah. hit mm-hmm. that hit off the foul pole. So yeah. like a, one of those, you know, little more feet to the left, and it's yeah. a foul, foul ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, that was a definitive um, advantage for the Astros coming into this game was the pitching matchup. Talk about hitting being contagious. The one thing you don't want is for the Astros bats to gain confidence and to heat up. Right. You know, you don't you you. <laughs> gave them as as big a loss as you possibly could in game two. I mean, they were as down as they possibly could have been coming into game three, and you gave them a little bit of life, and that's the one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to give them confidence because they we have seen them be outstanding at points in the season. They were one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in baseball. So, um, you know, you don't want to get – and they, they kept Bregman um, quiet again today. He's been really quiet. You want to keep those bats as quiet as possible. You don't want them gaining any kind of momentum. Right. Altuve said after the game, um, you know, no one can gain mo- momentum for us but ourselves. Right. That's true. I mean, they, you know, they have to gain that momentum themselves. But that, that's what the Nats have been 
best at yeah. this postseason and in the second half of the season was stealing the momentum back, yeah. not letting it, it um, tumble. I mean, it felt like after game three of the NLDS, I think any other previous Nats team that we have seen, after you lose to the Dodgers 10-4 to and just a disaster of a game, it would feel like the season was over, mm-hmm. but not for that team. Yeah. So they, that's what they do is they bounce back. They, they halt momentum. They stop things from snowballing. Um, and that's the one thing that you have to do. It's 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 bound to happen. Yeah. A loss like this is bound to happen. Um, Juan Soto says it's just a bad day. Um, you know, the, it's you can't keep these Astros bats down forever, and you can't expect to hit Cy Young pitchers in every game. Yeah, in so, three consecutive games. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, a loss like that, of course, of course, it's bound to happen. It's just it's how you get back up. Yeah, beating Cole Verlander and Greinke three games in a row would have been almost a miracle yeah. like you I would have my jaw would yeah. drop to the floor like never would have predicted that so yeah. there's, again like we said there's no shame in losing to against one of these pitchers no shame losing to Grinky. shake it off come back tomorrow um, and David Martinez mentioned in his post-game press conference you know how well he didn't say this part but you know for me how do you kind of help stall the momentum well can, the crowd can help too create a hostile environment Dave Martinez said the players were feeling the the energy in the ballpark tonight, yeah. and the crowd was fantastic. He asked them to bring it again tomorrow night for Game 4 uh, right here back at National Park. So how important is Game 4? Well, let's see. Of the previous 90 times that the World Series has gone 2-1, to one, uh, this, uh, the team leading has gone on to take a 3-1 lead ha- just half the time. So it's kind of a toss-up tomorrow. We talked about the pitching matchup, matchup yep. favoring the Nationals. That's kind of a toss-up. But then the team's taking a 3-1 lead end up winning the whole thing almost 85% of the time. So game four, pretty important tomorrow for the Nationals to regain that momentum and have a chance to clinch it in front of their home crowd here on Sunday night. Yeah, just don't want to don't want to go up 3-1 and pull an Indians. Please, no. <laughs> no. No, just no, 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 no. go up no. 3-1 and then go up 4-1. And yeah. then just, just go eh, ahead Just and go up it. 4-1 and then we'll call it a day. But first got to go up 3-1. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, I mean – 3-1 is a heck of a lot different than 2-2. Yes. A heck of a lot different than 2-2 with two of the three next games Back being in played in Houston. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that it is It is a massive game for tomorrow. You just it, you shake it off. You just can't let it snowball. Yeah. We'll be covering game four from early in the afternoon on your Saturday afternoon until first pitch and then right after the game as well. Be sure to tune in to Mass and All Access. Paul will have – Pre-game interviews and press conferences uh, throughout the game on Mass National Access, Mass National's Facebook and Instagram, and you, no, Facebook, Twitter, and the YouTube page, also on MassInSports.com. That will take you up right up to Nats Extra. I mean, yeah, Nats Extra postseason yeah. on Mass at seven. There we go. Eight o'clock, eight o seven, first pitch on Fox, and the Mass and All Access podcast, of course, will be right after the game for your early morning pleasure, uh, listening pleasure for your coffee <laughs> on Sunday morning. I have, uh, I think, any time that I've misspoken this week i've chalked it up just, to just say, lack of sleep lack of sleep lack of sleep is a pretty big uh, explanation lack for of sleep of and we have a lot going on there's a lot to remember yeah I oh mean, i'm that, not complaining we're we're just everywhere all in this world series it's the world series how yeah. can you not be? i just often forget i wake up and forget kind of where i am at times yeah and what's going on yeah. but you know eight cups of coffee in and i uh i'm oh. ready to tackle also if you don't know where to find mass on all access or the podcast where have you been all all postseason i mean come on at this point or or where do you what kind of society do you live in if you don't know where to find a yeah. podcast? If you're watching I mean, us right now, you know where to find us. <laughs> or if you're listening to us right now, you know where you to know, find yeah, us. Yeah. And that would be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, and Twitter, 
Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, but I mean, just everywhere. Also important to uh, give us a review. Give Subscribe. us a like. Spread the word, too. If you have any Nationals fans who are looking for where's some World Series coverage, spread the word. And we, we really appreciate fun it. Fun fact, we don't just do podcasts during the postseason, too. Yeah. We do them all season it long. It will continue <laughs> in the offseason as well, all through the winter meetings. Yeah. It's going to be interesting offseason for these Nationals teams. Not to talk about that right no, now, no, but, but it's still it's, it's a fun podcast that yeah. we do, and we enjoy it. And we do appreciate everyone listening. So, Bobby underscore Blanco on Twitter for me, at Paul Mancano for Paul. Give us a follow. We tweet throughout the game. Love interacting with fans. Um, and we will catch you after game four.